quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders. Taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G. And we'll... I am Perry. And we are talking FedEx Cup playoffs. Round two, Will. They Round are two. heading to Beantown. TPC Boston. Dell Technologies Championship. Formerly the Deutsche Bank. Yes, formerly. And the defending champ, Rory McIlroy. This is when Rory... Got on his role last year. Well, he had a less than impressive uh, showing last week, so maybe it'll be a little, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, rally for him. Yeah, he he's all use... over the place lately. I Who knows what the heck he's going to do? Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that are trending in the right direction. Um, he's not really one of them, though. No, he's not. But there's just such a pack of players right now in this mix, uh, including somebody who's been there before, Henrik Stenson. Uh, whose game seems to be sharpening just at the right time. But uh, we're going to check in with one of our favorite golf insiders, Jeff Shane from PGTour.com. Hey, Jeff. Hey, I hate to burst your bubble, but I've read a report that Henrik Stenson's knee is acting up and he's not playing this week. Oh. Another injury. Woo. So you, there, there, you, there you have the latest. No, the latest that I have, anyway. Jeff Shane, breaking (laughs) news. Yeah, breaking news, breaking news. Well, uh, Jeff is also one of our contributors to the Golf Insider's blog, The Inside Take, and uh, you gave us a great piece at the beginning of the week as we were starting uh, into the playoffs, Jeff. And, um, wow, DJ showing his – he's back to form like before the Masters. And I think we've all kind of been waiting for it, to, but everybody else had been playing so well. Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, he kind of got lost in the thought bubble there, but uh, he reminded us what he's capable of uh, with that closing round on Sunday, coming back from nine, or I'm sorry, five down uh, over his last 13 holes. And uh, for the first time, or one of the rare times, you know, really had to knuckle down to get into a playoff with Jordan Spieth and then wound up winning it on the first extra hole. Well, he played a pretty impressive final round. No bogeys. What did, he wound up shooting four under, right, yep. uh, I think, in the final round. And, uh, I mean, how, I about, think, how yeah. about that drive that he hit there on 18 in the playoff? I mean, that was, that was pretty impressive. That only Dustin Johnson and maybe a couple other guys uh, can take that. And, and Dustin said after the round that uh, – uh, he probably should have hit that in regulation, but he played a little too cautious, a little too conservative, and it wound up costing him because uh, he wound up in, in some pretty bad rough and, and had to make an 18-foot par save to get into the playoffs. So he, he told his brother and his caddy, Austin, uh, you know, I'm just going to take it right down that uh, down that left side, and uh, boy, that was impressive. Very impressive. A few of the players uh, grumbling on social media, however, after the playoff, Jeff, about uh, you know using that using eighteen as a playoff hole, given that uh, you know it, it obviously, I guess, for somebody like 
uh, DJ, you know, who can overpower it distance wise, perhaps, you know, not the, the best playoff hole. Uh, you think that's fair or just sour grapes? 460, I, 70, 80 yards. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those situations where, uh, yeah, it, there's no question it favored Dustin Johnson, but you can't pick a playoff hole on the fly. Uh, and, and the way the PGA Tour does it, you know this, is that they re- the first thing they do is they replay 18. All the infrastructure is there. The fans are there. The people are in the stands. It's a lot. It, it, the simplest thing to do is to go uh, back to the 18th tee and play it over again. And, and it just so happens that that two guys in this particular playoff, that whole favored Dustin Johnson. I'll give you an even greater example uh, of, of an 18th hole that, that, that turned a major championship, and that's number 18 at Torrey Pine South uh, back in the 2008 U.S. Open. Uh, where Tiger Woods birdied that hole every day because he had the distance to be able to to birdie that par five with no problem, as opposed to Rocco Mediate, who had to uh, work hard to get a par on that hole. And so at the end of the third round, Tiger Woods birdied, pulled within a shot of Rocco Mediate. At the end of regulation, Tiger Tiger Woods birdied, uh, forced a playoff. At the end of the 18-hole playoff, Tiger Woods birdied and forced extra holes, and then he birdied it again. Uh, and that was a major championship. So uh, I don't remember uh, any – of course, social media wasn't as big a thing 10 years ago, but I don't remember any type of real complaint about Tiger Woods getting a perfectly tailored hole for him to win his 14th major championship. We're talking to Jeff Shane from PGATour.com and Pro Golf Weekly. So Jordan said, I didn't lose the tournament. DJ won it. Uh, Jordan, I agree, don't you? Well, he had a few hiccups there. I mean, double bogey on the par three. Uh, what was it, sixth? Um, yeah. And, um, you know, and then another bogey. Um, you know, so his, his, he at one point stretched it to five shots. And then uh, of course, you know, DJ did go on a bit of a rampage, uh, to make up five shot deficit in five holes again, you know, strength and distance, putting him in that position to, you know, have a chance at Eagle and making some birdies. But, um, you know, it was, I, I would say early on, you know, uh, Jordan struggled a little bit. Well, Jordan actually got off to a decent start, but I think I think he made one bad swing, and that was the swing at number six that went into the water and led to that double bogey. The the rest of it, uh, I thought was was solid golf. Maybe not spectacular golf, but but solid golf. And and from that point on, after that double bogey, yeah, Jordan made made one more bogey down the or it wasn't even down the stretch. It was still on the front nine. Um, and, and, and Dustin Johnson didn't make any real mistakes. Uh, and, and even when he got himself into trouble there on 18, he was able to, uh, you know, use every bit of body language that he could muster up to get that par save to go in. But I, I tend to agree. Jordan didn't really lose that as much as Dustin Johnson made some birdies on the back nine to, uh, to put put the the squeeze on Jordan. What do you kind of make of the the duel really that we were able to witness uh, from the final round? You know, DJ going up against Spieth and 
you know, them both really being two of the game's biggest stars right now. I, I was about to say that, uh, you know, there was this, you know, this big old hype, you know, brawl or fight going on over the weekend, but, but nobody was talking about Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth. I think, I think we got the better heavy last weekend, didn't we? Well, you could definitely argue that, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> two, two of the game's biggest stars going head-to-head throughout the final round turns into a playoff. Fun for everybody to watch. I, I don't remember the the stats on it exactly. There was it was I think it was something like the fourth most watched uh, golf event of the year, right? I I, I don't really look at, at the TV ratings a, a heck of a lot, but that certainly wouldn't surprise me. And the, those are two of our you know marquee names. If you were to if you were to have you know four guys on the marquee right now, it would be Dustin Johnson and Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy and. And probably your fourth right now would be Justin Thomas. But uh, uh, when you can get those two guys, hard as it is to believe they had never uh, that type of Sunday showdown before. Uh, They had been paired up uh, a few times, obviously, in some of the early rounds, as they will starting on Friday because they're part of that top three in the FedEx Cup. So you're going to see Johnson and Spieth and Thomas on Friday and Saturday at TPC Boston, but but they had only been paired together on a Sunday once before, and in that tournament, neither one of them was in contention. Well, a, a few players that had played well, but um, probably weren't on on the radar, finishing uh, fifth and tied for sixth. Paul Casey, another good showing, except for the fact that he finished seven shots behind um, DJ and Jordan. Uh, Jason Day. Uh, tied for six, uh, but again he was eight shots back. And Webb Simpson, I mean, he's really been—he's played well the last few weeks. Playing too. well, yeah, yeah, he really has. It, it was just one of those weeks where uh, you had one and one A, you know, kind of pulling away from from the rest of the group. Well, what, what was the margin of, uh, between second and third? Four shots, right? And so it really became a two-man show by the turn. But, uh, but yeah, Webb Simpson has had a, a good stretch here, and he's actually going to a place where he's won before in Boston, and, and he was third, I think, a couple of years ago. It's nice to see Jason Day doing well. Uh, he was a winner in Boston two years ago, so he's coming back to a place that, 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 that he's comfortable. And, uh, and who was the third one of that, <laughs> of that group? I've, I've lost track, so... Well, you we were really talking about the the duel that that DJ and Jordan Spieth were going at. I mean, you th- go, then go and throw Justin Thomas's name into that mix. All of who are the top three in the FedEx Cup standings. All of who are really playing at the best of of their game right now, with a lot to be decided left in the FedEx Cup playoffs, as well as for Player of the Year. I mean, we could really see like a real head to head to head three way. Uh, battle here for the next couple of weeks to the end of the season. Oh, I, I absolutely think so. I, you know, the the discussion in my little round table a couple of weeks ago was that Justin Thomas had kind of nosed in front for Player of the Year, and I was saying uh, it, all it takes is one win by Jordan Spieth in the FedEx Cup playoffs to kind of even things out. And the odd thing is, is that for whatever reason, Dustin Johnson never really came up in the conversation. But if Dustin plays the rest of the way, like he played on Sunday, 
he may be the guy at the end uh, left standing. And isn't he the one, really, who's the most likely to do that of the three, really? I would think so. Um, I, I think Jordan Spieth uh, probably plays the most consistently of the bunch, but uh, we obviously we've seen much more consistency out of Dustin Johnson in the last two or three years to be able to do that. Dustin Johnson is the one guy who, when he's on, it really does seem like everybody else is playing for second. All right. Well, Jeff, now it's time to throw your dart at the big dartboard. Who are you picking for <laughs> Sunday at the Dell Championship? I, I, I have a difficult time in, in that kind of quality of field saying that anybody can go back to back. In fact, there's only one guy that's won the first two FedEx Cup events. So I'm going to shy away from... Uh, from Dustin Johnson, I'm going to shy away from Spieth. Um, uh, I, I, I think that this might possibly be a place where uh, you're going to get, uh, if, if there's one place where Rory McIlroy uh, is going to play well with his rib problems, with some of his consistency problems, he's one of the only guys, maybe the only guy that has won twice at TPC Boston. So he's going into some place that he's got a certain amount of comfort zone uh, the physical toll, I don't think, is, ta- is to the point where it's bothering him at this point. So uh, despite everything, I think that, that uh, Roy McElroy might have uh, a, a comfort zone. And, I, you know, as longer shots, I'm, I'm looking at Webb Simpson and Paul Casey, too. Ooh. I, those are I, I like Paul Casey. I think it's I, do as well. I think it's time for him to pop through. But also one of these days, one yeah. Of these days. I mean, he plays so well this time of year. Uh, fifth last week. I mean, four of his last five FedEx Cup starts have resulted uh, in top five finishes. He ended last FedEx Cup two two four, and then uh, top five here. So really, four straight FedEx Cup starts. Uh, that, that he's placed in the top five. He's going to win one of these, isn't he? Absolutely. Well, we go, we go from 100 to 70 this week, so, uh, you know, the screws get a little tighter, and uh, it sure is a lot of fun. All right, Jeff Shane, as always, you can check him out at PGATour.com, ProGolfWeekly.com, and our very own Golf Insiders blog, The Inside Take. Thank you, Jeff. We're... Thank you. We're talking more golf. Stay with us. The Golf Insiders, 96.9 The Game. We'll be right back.